Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. It's Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, and this is episode 79. Uh, so welcome back, guys. Uh, I think uh, last episode that we published on Monday, uh, talked to you guys uh, a little bit about our publishing schedule lately and how we'd face some challenges with that. And by we, I mean me and um, some illness that I was dealing with and so forth. So um, if you guys didn't listen to episode 78, but you're wondering where we've been over the last couple of weeks and why our production schedule slowed down a little bit, you can get the explanation there. Uh, so would encourage you guys to check that out and, um, and, and, and really for the content in that episode, which was uh, focused on uh, for particularly for small businesses, startups, you know, p- people really at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, uh, who the first person is that you should hire. And when I say who they are, I mean their function. I don't mean you know Sally or Joe. I mean you know what should that person be doing in your organization? What what function should they be performing? And that sort of thing. So that's that's what that episode is about. It's it was a little bit of a veering off from you know a lot of the marketing and and. Um, and social and digital stuff that we talk about, but uh, definitely I think worth checking out if you are in that phase of your business. So without further ado, let's kind of jump into this episode today, guys, 79. Um, and and really this episode, the idea for this episode came to me over the last 24, 48 hours. I was consuming some content uh, from my uh, virtual mentor and idol, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he was conducting one of his small business round tables uh, where you sort of pay to play and you get an hour or so of time with him, um, you, you know, businesses can can basically sit with two or three or four other businesses and at a round table and just kind of ping Gary for advice and stuff like that. But he said something in this in this uh, episode that I uh, that I watched that was really interesting. And to be honest with you guys, I haven't processed it uh, even you know amongst our team. We haven't really uh, chopped this up or, or really taken a close look at it, uh, you know, tactically. But it was interesting enough that I was like, hey, let me just get this out to you guys and, and, and flag it. And I think it's something we're going to end up coming back to on you know, more than one occasion. So in the beginning of the, um, of the session where he was advising these, these three or four businesses that, that attended this roundtable, uh, Gary said something really interesting about where his team's focus was platform-wise with his content his brand, his personal brand, not the Gary Vaynerchuk CEO, you know, persona, but the Gary V kind of motivational hustle uh, persona. Because that side of him literally has, I think he has like a 15 or 16 member team that just orbits him and, you know, produces his daily content and chops it up and distributes it on multiple platforms and stuff like that. So so that's just like around him. That's not even in his, his normal agency business and so forth. So when he was referring to that, he said two things that really stood out to me. He said one thing about a platform that he and his team have decided to de-emphasize, okay, and that single platform I think is going to surprise you guys a little bit. And then on the flip side, he talked about the three platforms slash formats that they're favoring in particular order. So a one, two, three kind of favoring uh, that they're doing. And I found that interesting as well. In fact, really all three items surprised me for one reason or another. So let's start with the platform that he said they're de-emphasizing. So, and I forget exactly how it came up. I think somebody at the round table said something about which platform should I be producing on or, you know, something to that effect. And Gary said that that my team and I 
have decided that the fifth most important, and I don't know if he was being figurative, he, uh, if you follow Gary, you know that oftentimes he's figurative with numbers and stuff like that, or he may have been literal, he may actually have a list or a rank order, uh, because he did for the, uh, the positive list that I'm about to go into. Um, but he said the fifth most important platform for his content that's really kind of been demoted, and I do remember from consuming so much of his content, when this platform was number one, is Instagram. So I would say probably in the 2017-ish time frame, 16 to 18, let's call it, uh, that was a period of time where Gary favored Instagram the most. That, you know, he, he would mention it in his, in his Daily V uh, content. He would talk about how uh, producing content on Instagram was the most important thing he could do, going live on Instagram, putting up Instagram stories, because Instagram stories had kind of been born out of Snapchat uh, and was kind of piggybacking on that. Um, and so, so that's a really interesting comment, guys. And now, that's a pretty decent amount of time that's elapsed. I mean, you go back to 2017 to now, I mean, we're coming up nearly on six years ago. So of course things are gonna change over that time. I don't wanna make it sound like it was overnight. But the bottom line is, just the fall from grace that Instagram has undergone from his perspective, and he's one of the leading voices, I think, in this area, um, you know, particularly from my perspective here in the United States. Um, you know, that's really interesting, just where he started with Instagram, or I don't wanna say started, but where he once was uh, with Instagram, all the way down to making it the fifth most important platform. And you know, the reason I said to you guys I was sort of flagging things in this episode versus really deeply analyzing them is because this is just new information for me. You know, this is something that I haven't put a ton of thought into. I've only seen Gary mention this one time. This is going to take some time to absorb and kind of think through and, and sort of measure out the implications of. But, but the really interesting thing, guys, is it makes you wonder, you know, why the demotion? Why the severe demotion from the one, number one spot several years ago down to the number five spot? And if I had to take a guess, guys, it's interesting that this came up the way that it did, but I believe our last episode in July, the July 29th episode that we published, uh, where I talked about the conflation of Instagram and TikTok, where Instagram was trying to be TikTok, uh, and the controversy around that, the petition that went to Adam Masseri, you know, CEO of Instagram, blah, blah, blah. My suspicion is it has at least something to do with that. Now, it, it could be more than that, could be, could be only that, but I definitely think that's part of the equation. I think Instagram is undergoing an identity crisis. Uh, and again, this is just Chris Anastasio sort of editorializing and thinking out loud and stuff. But I think that Instagram is in an inflection point kind of moment where it doesn't know what it wants to be, it doesn't know what it needs to be, and its audience is starting to get chafed by the confusion. You know, it, it once was probably more of a side joke, like, oh, Instagram's trying to be TikTok, whatever, I still love Instagram. You know, that was probably the dialogue, you know, particularly amongst the big influencers and the, and the real big personalities that are on Instagram because they couldn't imagine it any other way. They couldn't imagine not being, you know, huge on Instagram or leaving the platform for another platform. But I think that sort of side dialogue is now evolving into a real head-scratching moment for people who have loved and, and fallen in love with and really invested themselves into that platform is it's looking more and more like Instagram is a bit, and I mean, this is a harsh word. I mean, I kind of hesitate to say it, but it's a bit rudderless from a sort of creative direction standpoint, okay? You know, it's, it's starting to look like Instagram, you know, you could just sort of picture the closed door meetings, right? Like, do they know what they want to be anymore? Do they agree on what they should be anymore? Should they still be primarily a photo platform that you know, puts you know, 
photos into the newsfeed based on the people you follow and care about? Or should they be emphasizing algorithmic, sort of social graph kind of content, excuse me, where they're guessing what you like and they're putting content in front of you that you don't follow? You understand what I'm saying, guys? Like, you know, there's, there's a few different dimensions to it, right? It's like, you know, is it photo versus video? Is it short video versus long video? Is it stories versus news feed? Is it reels versus everything else? Is it social graph versus interest graph? You know, meaning people you follow and think you care about versus things you care about but don't follow yet, right? So I think there's a lot of angles there that Instagram's trying to process and trying to iron out. And I, and I guarantee you, I mean, just if I was a fly on the wall in their meetings, there's an internal tug of war going on there. There's probably a faction that's like, look, if we don't become more like TikTok, we're gonna go away. We're gonna become like Tumblr. We're gonna become like Twitter. We're gonna, be, you know, we're gonna become a much less relevant platform that got replaced by a platform like TikTok. And then there's the other side that's saying that morphing is the very reason we're gonna disappear because we're changing who we are. We're turning off the people who have been loyal to us. We're turning off the people who use us for a particular reason and, and don't use any other platform for that reason. I mean, nobody goes to TikTok for photos. Okay, now I, I, I'll admit from personal experience that it's interesting that sometimes you can get some, some hefty views out of posts on TikTok that are simply pictures, you know, screenshots of tweets, things like that. Those things can get traction on there, don't get me wrong, guys. But when people go to TikTok, they're primarily going there for the short, snappy, quick, entertaining videos. So, so I guarantee you there's a, there's a tug of war going on inside of Instagram. And I think that's why Gary said that. I think he said it's number five because it's in flux. It's unclear where it's headed. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with it. And it's just there's other platforms that are doing things better. There are other platforms that are, that are, that are promoting people's content organically better, that are, that are cheaper to advertise on. I mean, just a whole raft of things that I think is kind of creating a, a chasm there between uh, Instagram and these other uh, platforms that you know, have kind of sprung up around TikTok and so forth. So that was I, I, interesting item number one to the negative side, like what they're not emphasizing. Now let's talk about what Gary said they are emphasizing as a team. And so this was a list of three items in this order. I mean, he made, he made pains to say this is number one, this is number two, and this is number three. And the thing about this, guys, is in the next 10 or 15 minutes or so, we're not gonna unpack all this. So that's why I say this is probably gonna be multiple episodes over time as, as we here at Transform kind of look at this and kind of you know, dig into this a little bit. But after saying they demoted Instagram, shortly after that moment, Gary was talking about the platforms that people should be on and the things they should be emphasizing. And the order that he listed, I'll just kind of rattle them off and then we'll go through them one by one, is number one, Facebook, and Facebook organic at that. Number two, YouTube shorts, and number three, TikTok. So let's just take a step back for a second and realize something Gary didn't say there, that he, you, you know, if you follow him, you, you know he talks about a lot, and that's LinkedIn. He didn't really talk about LinkedIn. He didn't mention LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn has been a big deal for, for Gary because of the organic reach and all that kind of stuff that you can do on there. Um, you know, he's been very big on, um, you know, getting your content up on LinkedIn and going organic with it and stuff like that. And he didn't mention it. Now, I don't think that means he's leaving it. I don't think that means he, he thinks poorly of it, but it was just interesting it didn't crack the top three. So, wanted to point that out. Let's put that aside for a minute and let's look at these three items very quickly. Facebook organic, that was a stunner. 
The fact that he listed Facebook Organic number one, that kind of made my head snap back a little bit. I mean, Facebook Organic hasn't been good since like 2012, 2013 maybe, you know, somewhere in that time frame, right? Uh, of course, Instagram was really kind of uh, blasting off from the 2010 time frame. And, you know, Facebook had in introduced uh, advertising, I think in the late 2000s, early 2010s time frame. So Facebook Organic, like putting up a fan page, which is now called a business page, and posting content there, it just you didn't reach anybody anymore. You had to pay to reach somebody. And so even with like the evolution of Facebook Watch, you know, for longer form video to compete with YouTube, that never really took over. I mean, I think it, it has some viability to it and you can make some hay there, but it just didn't overtake YouTube. So Facebook Organic, it's almost like it's been dormant for like 10 years where you just don't see much happening there unless you're paying to play. And the fact that he listed that number one was really, really interesting. Uh, my, and again, so now I'm doing some extrapolation, guys, like trying to figure out, well, why did he put that number one? My guess, and I'm emphasizing the word guess, is that it's, it's largely the longer form video stuff. The five plus minutes, the 10 plus minutes that go onto Facebook Watch, uh, where you can essentially create your own television show on Facebook and you're not stuck with YouTube only or, 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 or if you don't want to use YouTube at all, um, that you can really kind of utilize Facebook in that capacity. So that's my guess as to what he means, like organically posting medium to long form video content on Facebook um, is, is a point of emphasis. Okay, so that was number one. That's something, you know, from the team perspective here, we need to unpack that. We need to kind of look closer at that. We need to tell you guys what we really think about that. But that's just my first impression. That's like a hot take on, on that first one. Okay, the second one, YouTube Shorts, was these were all interesting in their own right. That one was interesting because it was ahead of TikTok. And of course, Gary's been big on TikTok over the last couple of years. I think, you know, if you go back to his content, I mean, at least since 2020, probably 19 or 18, uh, Gary was talking about TikTok and musically and, you know, getting on that platform and stuff. So the fact that it was superseded by YouTube Shorts, and it's the same kind of format, it wasn't just superseded by another platform because that platform has its own advantages. He's saying you want to make short form video first for YouTube Shorts, and then you go to TikTok. So that's really interesting. That's a really, really, really interesting point. And I think, you know, YouTube Shorts is, I mean, I think it's a big deal because of how powerful YouTube regular, we'll call it, has been. Uh, the fact that if you do YouTube right, if you give people what they're looking for, if you create video content on YouTube that's highly relevant, highly targeted to your audience, that's one of the best places to grow a following. I mean, you're on the second largest search engine that exists by being on there. And if you have a steady, consistent, value-added presence there, it's going to pay off. I mean, you know, maybe it's going to take you years, but it's going to pay off. So using and leveraging YouTube's other format and saying, hey, I'm going to create a playlist of YouTube shorts where I, where I address things in a snappier, pithier, quicker, more efficient manner, whatever the case may be, uh, or maybe I'm even starting a second channel. I've even heard people say, well, if you're doing shorts, you should do shorts exclusively. You should have your YouTube long-form channel and you should have your shorts channel. That's a whole other debate. That's a whole other argument for another podcast. But the point is, I, I get why Gary mentioned YouTube shorts. I could see why he would. I also thought it was interesting that he put it above TikTok. So if you guys have a YouTube channel but you're not doing shorts, I would look at that. I would research that. I would kind of contemplate that see how it might make sense for you to make short form video for YouTube Shorts, start experimenting, maybe create a playlist at first, 
then if it's really catching on, you can say, well, maybe I'm going to break off and do an entire channel of shorts and that sort of thing. The, the reason, if you say, well, Chris, why is it bad to have them both on the same channel, you know, long form and shorts? The, the hypothesis that I've heard is that it confuses the YouTube algorithm because a YouTube short by nature can't do what a long form YouTube video does. So it just algorithmically is going to produce a different outcome, okay? So that's the issue with that. Uh, but again, interesting that YouTube Shorts was ahead of TikTok. Okay, so that brings us to the last one, number three, TikTok. So Gary has been saying, like I mentioned a moment ago, for years now, that TikTok was the most underpriced attention, underpriced both literally, like if you paid for ads, and underpriced figuratively just from effort, like organic effort. You were going to get more out of your effort on there organically. He's been saying that for years. I mean, I, you know, I, I could probably trace back at least to 2019 or 18 some videos that I've seen of his where he, where he throws out like, hey, are you on TikTok? Hey, you need to get on that thing. Um, but definitely over the last couple of years, Gary has really pounded home. You got to make four TikToks a day. You just got to get on there and make four a day, four a day, four a day, four a day. And to see him go from that to listing it as number three, Facebook Organic, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, is really, really interesting. In fact, that might be the newsmaker out of all four of the things I pointed out from the Instagram point, well, all, all five things, I guess, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube Shorts, and, and uh, TikTok. I really, really, really find it interesting that he has kind of pivoted the way that he has with regard to TikTok. So he's not saying don't use it. I, I, and personally, I would, I would say if you are using it or you're, you're about to use it, do not get discouraged by what he said. I think Gary himself would say don't get discouraged by what he said. You should be putting up four TikToks a day uh, and getting things out there uh, as, as frequently as you can and experimenting and trying different things and all that. Um, but I really, really think that in just a short amount of time in this clip that I watched, it was almost like a seismic shift. And again, it's, you know, he's not the only authority out there. I mean, I know if you listen to this podcast and you, you listen to me, you're like, well, that's what Chris probably thinks. But, but you know, he's not the only authority out there. But I do think that in the industry, he is recognized as somebody who has his finger on the pulse. He's a practitioner. He actually uses the platforms himself. It's not just other people posting content on his behalf. So I trust his judgment. I think a lot of people trust his judgment on this stuff. Of course, he has clients at VaynerMedia that trust his judgment. And I think it's just something that, you know, you got to kind of, you got to pay attention to. You got to say, wow, okay, that's a pretty big deal. Now, just timing-wise, because it's like, well, hey, when did he say this? Uh, the YouTube video that I watched is tagged from six days ago. So I don't know necessarily if that's when they filmed it, because there's always a lag between filming and publishing, but he has a pretty quick turnaround on his team. Usually they're within a few days. So I would say this, safely speaking, it was filmed in the last month let's say somewhere in July 2022 forward, okay? So the fact that that clip was, was, was um, formulated in the last 30 or less days is a really, really significant point. It's a really big deal, and I think it's something you guys ought to pay attention to. Um, if you are looking for the video, I think you can just kind of go out there and look up, um, I can't remember if it's his Gary V channel or his VaynerMedia channel, but you can just go on YouTube, you can look up Gary V, you can put in four Ds, and then uh, you can kind of look at um, some of the recent ones that happened in July. Uh, if we get a chance to, we'll, we'll post it somewhere uh, as well. But it's not, to be honest with you guys, it's, it's a snippet amongst a 65, 67 minute uh, video. So it's not really necessary to listen to the whole thing. I gave you all the relevant information here. 
Um, but you know, of course, the other thing Gary pointed out when somebody asked, well, oh, okay, those are your top three platforms. How many, how many pieces of content per platform? And he's like, well, four a piece minimum. So just as a blanket statement, guys, that's, that's what you probably uh, would want to at least start with. Four pieces of Facebook organic, four YouTube shorts, four TikToks, um, and maybe even have some carryover between YouTube shorts and, and TikTok. You can actually reuse things there. Uh, but four minimum per day. So that's 12 pieces just on those three platforms. And what was funny in that clip in the video is after he said that, there was a brief pause, and then he was like, and you got to do Twitter and Instagram. And blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's not even like he's saying don't touch the other platforms. He's just saying on those top three platforms, you got to go four pieces of minimum, at, at minimum. So what I'm going to do, guys, is uh, we've already gone over 20 minutes. I, I want to give this to you guys as food for thought. It's something that you can kind of look at. You can research. You can touch base with us if you want to talk to us about it here at uh, Transform. Uh, again, it's pretty seismic. It's a pretty big deal. Um, but I, th I think you guys uh, ought to tune into it, look closely at it. If you are creating content for your business or you have a marketing company that's doing it or you're thinking about using somebody or you're thinking about using us, this is something you want to be aware of. This is something you need to be aware of as someone who's the, the chief marketer of your business. I mean, when you're small, you're the chief marketer, I mean, whether you want to be or not. So anyway, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, and now next week, we're looking at episodes 80 and 81, so we, get, we go into the 80 range next week, which is kind of exciting. Uh, now, I do want to point out to you guys, I'm, I'm on travel again next week. I have a very short week next week, uh, I think just Wednesday through Friday, uh, but we are going to try to get two episodes up. So I don't, you know, so that's the goal, is to get back into our two-episode-a-week rhythm. Uh, so as of now, look for episodes 80 and 81 uh, to come out the week of August 15th, I believe is the Monday. Um, and then, you know, we'll be sort of screaming into uh, the Labor Day fall time frame here in the States. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, go take a look at us over at LinkedIn uh, and Facebook at Transform. Uh, and you can go to the website at Transform.com. And, of course, um, here on the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and to share the podcast with friends and family uh, and colleagues. And with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week uh, getting over this hump day. Uh, great weekend, uh, mid-August, late summer weekend, uh, and we will be back in touch with you guys next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye.